Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark in the sixth chapter. We're going to begin with the 30th verse today. Listen what it says here. The apostles gathered together with Jesus, and they reported to him all that they had done and taught. Now, let's stop there just for a moment on that verse to remind ourselves where we are. So the apostles, the apostle just simply means those that have been sent Okay, the ones that have been sent out. They gathered together with Jesus. Well, where had they been? Well, if you remember earlier in the chapter, this is one of those little marking sandwich kind of things that Jesus had called uh, these men to himself, and he sends these 12 apostles out. Remember that? He sends them out, and he tells them what to do. Literally tells them what to wear, tells them what they are to uh, speak, not to worry about if somebody rejects them. Remember all that? Yeah, so he does that. He sends them out, and they go out, and they preach that men should repent. And they cast out demons, and they anointed people with oil, and they healed many sick people. Well, that's the last we heard of this account. And then we had the account of John the Baptist being killed. So that's what I mean by the sandwich. You have the first part, the disciples, apostles being sent out. And then you have an account of what happened to John. At the end of the account, what happened with John, the disciples come and take the body away. Then the very next verse is the apostles gather together. So we pick up, Mark picks up that first account about the disciples going out. Now, just notice a couple of things. The apostles gather together with Jesus. So they come back together. Now, the other Gospels give us more insight into it, you know, different things that occurred and that kind of stuff. But for today, we're just going to look at Mark. It says this, they reported to him, they reported to Jesus, all that they had done and taught. I think there's something significant there. I think there's something important for us to grasp a hold of. And I think it may be something that would be very, very beneficial for the body of Christ in the kingdom. Okay, So they come back to Jesus and they tell him what they had done. Now, God the Father knew what they had done. Did Jesus know what they had done? Uh, probably not all the details uh, within the limitation of the very fact that he's here on earth in his body, and that whole Philippians thing that he set aside certain things. But we do know, remember, in one of the other Gospels, they rejoiced because even, even the demons are subject to us. <laughs> and Jesus said, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus said, yeah, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. But don't rejoice in that. Rejoice in the fact that your name is written in the book of life. <laughs> So Jesus had seen some things. He knew some things, okay? And so that's good. He had sent them out to do some stuff. They had done it. But then it says this, that they reported to him all that they had done and taught. They reported back to Jesus what they had been teaching. Now, why do I think that would be so beneficial for the body of Christ? Because I think the Lord is stirring Okay, as a matter of fact, I know he is, and I'm seeing this more and more <clears throat> and experiencing it more and more to where the Lord is stirring to where we report back to him that we report back really to one another what we've been teaching. Okay, right now I know of churches where uh, it's not just the, the one man that stands up every Sunday week after week after week and presents the word of God. You know, in my upbringing, you had one person he was given. Uh, for lack of a better term, the authority 
by the local body that he's the man. He's it, okay? And nobody else would teach. Nobody else would preach from the pulpit. Only this one. This is it, you know? He's the one that's been given the vision. He, we don't see any of this in Scripture, okay? You don't see that at all. What you see in Scripture is a plurality of leadership. What you actually see is a pl plurality of teaching. If you read the, some of the epistles, Paul's writing, he's, the first thing he'll say at the beginning is, say, hey, hey, everybody, this is Paul, Timothy, and Silas. Now, we sort of accept the fact that Paul was probably the primary writer, but I'll tell you what, I think we do a disservice to the uh, Scripture, we do a disservice to the body and to one another when we sit there and think that nobody else had any input into this thing, that they weren't sitting there and discussing things, okay, and working through things and exploring things. And you actually see it here with the apostles when they come back to Jesus, they report to him all that they had done and taught, okay? And so I think this is really, really a good thing to where you have uh, relationships within the body of Christ. Now, you know, most preachers, most pastors are used to it and that you'll have the... Uh, <laughs> One or two curmudgeons in your congregation who will come up and they'll want to point out everything that you said wrong. Now, let me tell you what, there's great mercy uh, among people who speak and teach uh, within the arena of misspeaking. <laughs> okay. How many times have we sat there and said that Noah crossed the Red Sea? You know, something stupid like that. We just conflate ideas. Or you actually take something from one part of the scripture and you misapply it to the other. And then somebody comes and points it out lovingly and says, hey, I think this is more about this right here. And you go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that now. Sorry. Yeah, I was wrong about that. Let me tell you, folks, there's power in that. There really is. There's power in learning like that. There is not power in coming and trying to belittle somebody and say, okay, you did this and you did this or you did this. There's also not power and thinking that, you know, uh, you said it, so let it be written, so let it be done. You know, in other words, there is no correction to be done right here. And at the congregation, and this is what I see a lot in, uh, through the years, that congregations will, people will come to me and say, hey, this is what was preached at our church, but I, I don't think this is right. I don't think the Bible says this. What do you say? And I'm suddenly going, well, let's back up to what you said originally right there. When you said uh, that this is not what the Bible says, that's all you need to know. It really doesn't matter what I say. But here's what the sad thing is. They don't feel a freedom or a liberty to be able to approach the leadership, you know, that they're a part of to say, hey, can you explain this more? Or, you know, much less going and say, hey, I think you were wrong about this. <laughs> you know, we really need to be able to be living life in a relationship in such a way to where we can go up to someone like they did with Apollos. The husband and wife go up to Apollos, right? Okay, somebody's trying to call me. Hang on a second. We've been playing phone tag all day. And, and to be able to go to somebody like that and to say, hey, I think you were wrong right here. And you go, oh, okay. And it not be a demeaning thing, but the fact that we're learning. All of us are. Nobody has arrived. Nobody has a, a corner on having all knowledge. And I just love this, that the apostles report to Jesus what they had done and what they had taught. Now, a couple of last thoughts here. Notice they had done something. They were doing things. They'd gone out and done what Jesus told them to do. They had gone out and taught the kingdom and taught that they needed to repent. Jesus was ecstatic about this. Look what he says in the next verse, verse 31. And Jesus said to them, Come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a while. And then this parenthetical statement that Mark gives us, For there were many people coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. 
Think about that. There were so many people coming, so many people going, so many people wanting to be taught, so many people wanting to receive a touch of the kingdom that they didn't even have time to eat. So what was Jesus saying? Hey, come on, let's go, guys. We're going to go off a little holiday right here. Seriously, we're going to go off a little holiday right here. We're going to go to a secluded place and rest a while. Jesus shows the importance and the need of resting for a while. Okay, And that resting, that's, that's an interesting thing. If nothing else, a change of pace. Most of us uh, would agree that just a little change of pace for six hours in a day is like a little mini vacation, right? So Jesus says, come on, come on. We're going to go off. We're going to go to a secluded place, and we're going to rest for a while. <laughs> uh, do you know what happens next? I dare say that you don't know what's coming up next after this. You're going to know the account of what happens next, but you don't know this background to it. And I think it's sort of important, but we'll have to wait and see that next. Okay. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.